0: Welcome to Sastory in the Making, the podcast that features the people who made the software world what it is today and the leaders who are shaping the future of technology. Here's your host, Matt Wallach.
1: Yes, yes, this is Matt. I am your host. It is Sastory in the Making. I am very excited today to talk to Ved Rasik. He is the Chief Revenue Officer of AutoClose. Ved, how are you doing?
0: Hey, Matt. It's good to be here. Uh, it's good to know you, and, and uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to this conversation.
1: Me too. Me too. I know that we've talked a while, and uh, this is a really good guy. He uh, really focuses at AutoClose on helping people understand the platform. It's a sales engagement platform. It's got millions of verified B2B leads in an integrated database. So it's a really, really cool deal. I've seen it. I've been through it. I have a, a license for it. And this is a, a slick system for sure. So I'm interested to learn about uh, how it how it's been been created. Uh, but what's under, also, the it's <laughs> under the hood? It's under the hood. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, that was also a former COO at uh, Solidra, and uh, he oversaw the entire SaaS lifecycle growth. And and prior to that, he has extensive technology experience over in Europe as well. And he was even the author of the B2B Sales Handbook, which is 15 irresistible Insider Stories on the Success of High Growth Sales Teams. So if you want to talk about SaaS, if you want to talk about sales, this guy knows his stuff. So Ved, welcome.
0: Thanks, Matt. Again, uh, this will be this will be a fun ride, man. Uh, I'm looking forward to, to your questions and, and you know share a little bit more with your audience of you know exactly what's under the hood in at AutoClose and, and who are the people behind AutoClose.
1: Perfect. Well let's let's jump right in. Let's talk about that. Tell me about what you're doing and what's going on at AutoClose.
0: Yeah, so, you know, uh, Autoclose has been around for two years. Um, uh, my partner and, and CEO, Sean Finder, he, he started the first business some four or five years ago. That's, um, you know, parlayed into Autoclose. But, I mean, if, if I tell you that, uh, that we're a bootstrap, self-funded startup uh, with up to 50 employees and consultants that just crossed over one million in ARR, uh, the real answer of what I do uh, would be, you know, a little bit of everything. So, uh, so, so some, some kind of six months ago, uh, we started hiring a bit more aggressively. Um, and, uh, you know, growing your team is, is a kind of wonderful thing. But it also tends to be hard uh, to lead effectively when you have uh, 15 to 20 people in a line, right? Um, mm-hmm. so, so we kind of restructured the team. into two main, uh, functions of the organization, which is production and business, right? Mm Uh, same as any other business, not necessarily, um, related only to, to software businesses. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm managing the business side with a huge support from, from my CEO. Um, and we team leads responsible for marketing, brand sales development, account executives, customer success and support. So effectively, uh, My job is split between managing the budget, teams, brand, and I still do a lot of sales uh, and contracts myself. So it's really, to be honest, it's really a little bit of everything.
1: That's awesome. Yeah. And I've uh, been a part of of early stage uh, companies just like that. And it is fun when you kind of wear a bunch of different hats. It gets crazy sometimes, of course. Right. um, Most of the (laughs) time. Most of the time. Thank you. That's uh, well said. Uh, But it is interesting to kind of. Focus on one thing, really work hard on that, and then kind of pick up and say, oh, now I have to fix this problem. I have to work on this challenge and get to talk with these types of people. It's pretty pretty neat. I bet you're loving it.
0: Right. Yeah, I mean, you know, wearing different hats, uh, definitely – uh, sometimes it's inspiring, and and mostly on podcasts is, is super inspiring and and sounds good. Uh, but you know, in, in 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 day-to-day operations, you know, you really have to stay focused. And even if you have six to eight to ten things to do that day, you really need to. You know, I I found the best hack that I've ever heard, uh, you know, to, to self-organize is to, you know, just write it down in your notebook and, and, and put a little star next to the top three things that you really absolutely have to finish that day. Um, and, and then, you know, you, you become a little bit more sane uh, and you don't blame yourself if you don't cross-check uh, uh, your all your to-do lists or tasks for that day, right? So, yeah. so I think, you know, wearing different hats can, it can be, you know, tiring, but uh, also rewarding, uh, especially when you introduce a lot of great uh, teammates and team leads to, to work with you on, on, on those functions of the business, right? So. Yeah,
1: for sure. And, and, and mm-hmm. we've spoken about leadership, and, and that, that, that brings up a really good point when you have all these tasks and, and you know, the, the other teams and, and people that you're working with, your teammates. So, you know, talk about – I know you wrote an article on this and something that was pretty popular, um, but talk about how are you delegating responsibility –
0: Right. Um, so the, the, the only way you can create leaders instead of a bunch of followers um, is to give them a responsibility. So the basic premise is that uh, you, you want to surround yourself with leaders uh, and people of action instead of followers, right? That's mm-hmm. the, the basic thing. If, you know, if you just want a bunch of followers, then don't listen to this advice. Mm-hmm. So you want to focus on leaders who are, um, you know, action makers who are, you know, those that are going to raise hand and and be proactive in order to do so, uh, you know, uh, you, you basically, uh, you want to start with a bulk of tasks and, and just trusting people that uh, they are going to get it done. Uh, but now trusting is, is, is definitely not enough. Uh, mm-hmm. Just, just giving someone a bunch of tasks and, and tell them, go figure it out is, is definitely the way to do it. So there's a process behind it. So one, one thing that definitely is, is, is uh, another premise is that you don't want to overwhelm people. Um, uh, with, you know you don't want to give them a responsibility that's such a huge challenge that overwhelms them so they don't know how to how to do it and how you know they basically don't survive in a position what you want to do over time you want to build a capable business partner instead of a follower and, 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 and slowly work your way up uh, depending on the experience of a person right if, if you're working with a junior if you're working with someone that has three to five years of experience in a position you probably can give them a bit more of a responsibility and obviously if you're working with an executive the direction is it is the only thing that that matters, right? The only thing that you need to do is is you know what's the uh, what's the B point? Where are we going? Uh, walking w- w- uh, walking towards, right? But I, I think the basic five-step process uh, that uh, that I picked a while ago from from uh, one of the amazing, most amazing books of all time, that has a little bit of a cheesy name and and it's Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. But if you think about it, and if you think about the content, it's actually yeah. I mean a lot of nowadays gurus and, and coaches and everyone, right. It's just taking a bunch of content from, from the book. Um, mm-hmm. So it's, it's really like uh, one of those that you, that you got to read. Right. So, um, mm-hmm. and, and there I've learned about a five-step process, which is start with a goal, start with uh, with a goal in mind, with the end point in mind, then move on to a guidelines, right. When delegating a task, when delegating a group of tasks that has that a responsibility. So start with goal, move into guidelines, which, parameters, uh, the, the individual needs to operate within, right? Provide resources. And now the resources point depends on on the experience, right? If, if you know, make sure you talk about a financial, um, uh, technical, organizational resources, uh, even identify human resources that a person can count on. Um, and obviously, it's just like we mentioned before we started, we, we started recording, coaching is an important one. So goal, guidelines, resources, then move on to a, a very a clear standards of how are you going to evaluate the results, which is the responsibility. And then talk a little bit about the consequences of one or the other thing. Um, and now I know that it sounds like, yeah, sure. Like, uh, you know, in a startup, <laughs> uh, I'm going to I'm gonna sit down and go over all five uh, to delegate responsibility. And yes, it can be mundane to begin with. Um, yes, it might take a lot of time to begin with, but then uh, midterm, even like, you know, one quarter to, to the next one, you will have a bunch of... Uh, highly capable individuals uh, mm-hmm. they can t- that, that can take on any project, which means that now you have more bandwidth and more time to think about what's really important, what really matters, right? Yeah. Instead of you getting into daily operations and doing everything yourself, which is uh, one of the the, the the other things we're going to talk about, you know, all, all these um, issues that, that we as founders run into, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that's fantastic. Uh, I love personally, I think it's, it, you've, you've laid out a lot of the, the, the reasons why you should do this business wise. But for me personally, I love uh, taking somebody under my wing, coaching them, giving them some responsibility, ramping up that responsibility as they grow and learn from it, right. and seeing them develop into great leaders themselves. I, I get a lot of personal satisfaction out of that, not just yes. the fact that it, that it helps the business. How about you?
0: Hundred percent. I mean, uh, you know, I always say, uh, you know, people before the tools or, or anything else, uh, because eventually, I mean, all of us, I think, you know, I, you know, sometimes I'm an extrovert, sometimes I'm an introvert. It really depends. But I, 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 at the end of the day, I do enjoy working with people. You know, even when you reflect on, you know, all the positives and the negatives eventually it's, it's all kind of part of life and laughable and, you know, a life without people, you know, around you or without a community, like it, it just wouldn't be, you know, it's not possible. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so, so, you know, I think working with people one-to-one, even nowadays, you know, once a week with every team lead, I spend at least 10 to 15 minutes just to, and usually I start with personal stuff, man. Like I, I you know, I want to be friends, right? And mm-hmm. it, I, I'm just, and I'm not saying that this is the right way or the wrong way, right? It's just, it's the way that I prefer. Um, mm-hmm. And I prefer connecting on that, you know, human level. And then we talk about business and what we can create or co-create together, right? Like that's, that's, that's an important angle. Yeah. That's
1: great. I love it. And, uh, I, have seen you as somebody who really understands, you know, growth and, and, and sales. So a lot of our listeners are, are founders or, or leaders within their companies. So, so what are some of the things about growth and sales that a lot of the, the founders you talk with are, are really unaware of?
0: Right. Um, well that that's an interesting question. I did work uh, with a lot of founders and 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 uh, on my you know kind of freelance fr- freelance gigs and and whatnot um, and you know most of founder most founders start uh, with their own network and their personal brand um, and indie project uh, founders drive that strategy you know quite successfully. Um, but again, if you want to build a business and scale a business that scales beyond one million uh, or ten million uh, annual recurring revenue, you need a process, and you need to make that process repeatable. Um, so, so basically, early on, uh, you know, you, you need that network or personal brand effect. Um, if if you're in a crowded marketplace, if your product is not very, uh, if your product is B2B, right? Like most of the uh, uh, markets in, in SaaS are now very saturated. Um, so you gotta start with brand, you gotta start with your network, but at some point that becomes your weakness. So I think that's, um, uh, you know, that's, that's number one thing. The other thing, you know, people often go for a silver bullet, you know, if, uh, you know, self-funded, there are no extremely large projects but rather small incremental improvements and progress, even wins right. every day, right? And that's what matters the most. That's what you need to be focusing on. There are no silver bullets. Uh and one of the most effective ways, again, if in, in software in B2B is 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 a brand. But not necessarily your personal brand, but a company as a brand and people recognizing your logo instead of a person because a person is not scalable. Um and I in my personal opinion, uh, you know, building a brand just around yourself. Um, and, and, and like, if you're, if you're running a software business, right, building a brand around yourself is just not fun. I I prefer to see my people, you know, um, shining through and, 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 you know, uh, being the face of the brand, which eventually they are. I just love that, uh, at Drift, they had on their website, even, you know, their people, their support. I think they were the one of the first ones that, that, you know, um, you know, published that, and you know, did a lot of photo shootings with their teammates, and put it all all across their, their website, which I think is really useful because eventually you end up working with these people, right? You're not going to work only with one single founder, and of course there are exceptions to it, but uh, but I'm you know speaking in general broad terms. I think that that is, um, that, is uh, that is what matters.
1: Yeah, I think that's great. The Drift About page is something that people have pointed to as as kind of uh, iconic yeah. and something that's uh, very innovative in how to feature your your people. I think that's fantastic. So great Indeed. point there. Yeah. But yeah. you've worked with uh, a lot of different companies, and, you know, um, startups, existing companies, uh, and you've worked with a lot of the leaders at those companies. So uh, for our people out there, which traits and, and characteristics have you seen for, uh, have you seen they're important for leaders who
0: want to get ahead and want to scale? Right. Um, so one thing that I think doesn't, you know, people don't talk about it as much as uh, is, is most of the successful founders that I worked with balance time and money really well. Uh, then they, they really understand when it's important to spend money and when it's important to spend time and preserve money, right? Which also comes to, you um, Uh, a different environment and environment that we're in at the moment, right? Like we, we are almost kind of in war times, right? And for war times, for most businesses, you need, um, wartime leaders or, or CEOs right people that can you know preserve the money uh, get the money uh, and and all that kind of stuff and then you have you know CEOs that are they're really good for for peace times but I think a balance between the two and people that, that really know when to when to invest their time and and work on a pro- uh, problem themselves um, versus when to when to spend uh, money I think is, is really an important virtue of, of a good leader um, uh, they hire people better than themselves uh, one traditional uh, trade that they everyone kind of talks about, and it truly is important because again, are you building a business or are you building a job for yourself? Right. Um, And, and I think uh, all the best uh, leaders that I worked with uh, are, are very much self-aware clear on what they bring to the table. And, 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 you know, lastly, a couple of things that I wrote about, um, you know, be goal oriented, find a mentor or a coach like Matt. Uh you know <laughs>
1: nice plug, thank you. Right.
0: Learn how to delegate. <laughs> learn how to delegate and unplug. Like I think that fourth thing is, is so important, right? Mm-hmm. Like in order to, to be a good leader, in order to to uh be really supportive to your teammates and to work on the infra- infrastructural things, like big things instead of small things, you need to unplug. Uh and I think that is so difficult. Uh Nowadays, um, especially here in North America, I think it's it's so hard, right? There's information everywhere. Like, you know, a funny, funny uh, fact when I, uh, I had to visit a doctor for whatever reason, and I I went there and was kind of wellness slash spa type of thing. And you go in and there's a big TV with news on it. Oh the heck, man! I'm just running away from screens, and then you you show me like a, you know, huge screen like with news. Like, oh damn it! You know, like it's so hard to unplug. So I think Very if true. you can, you know, find a little cottage and just leave your phone. I mean, and if, if you're afraid to unplug just because your your business will fail, then just you know, ask yourself: Do you have a business to you know in the first place? Right. Mm. Um, so
1: that's a great point. I I, I knew a CEO. And he could not get away. He uh, had a scheduled trip to Europe with his family. And um, uh-huh. halfway through the trip, something happened back at the home office. And he left the family in Europe mm-hmm. and flew back to the U.S. Mm-hmm. in order to take care of something. And I, I just kept thinking to myself, I can't even believe it. I can't imagine doing that. How, you, how has he not set up his team? And he had a whole team. It wasn't like it was just him. You know, right. he, how, how has he not set up the team to be able to handle a, a situation that, that came up while he's gone with his family.
0: Right. I mean, that, that's, that just, sets an, an example, right? I mean, mm-hmm. um, and, and, you know, who are we to, to say that that's the right thing or wrong thing It's sure. just, I think both you and I, we agreed that that's a little bit, you know, heavy uh, and uh, um, you know, you've got to have your priorities set uh, mm-hmm. and, and have them clear in front of you. Uh, So even if you forget, you remind yourself what's really important, then why do you do what you do? So, I mean, it's 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 such a cliche, but, like, I mean, I – even now in my in my condo i i do have a bunch of walls with uh with notes around that are just reminding me of things and uh, and it's been since like that since since college days i remember people making fun like what what is this guy doing like with all these books and sticky notes and 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 messages and and stuff i mean for instance i'm a very you know passionate guy i'm very pretty much, you know, most of the cases, I'm an extrovert. And and so it's really important to me not to get too high or too low. So, you know, I I usually had this uh, little image that, you know, after sun comes rain, after, you know, rain comes the sun, and, you know, it's just try and keep balance, you know, be balanced. And and like, while that's happening, right, don't go too high, Mm -hmm. don't go too low, right. So I think it's important to be self aware to understand who you are, what are your pluses and minuses, and, and, you know, keep that in check, uh, if you really want to be a leader, right.
1: I think that's fantastic. I totally agree on that for sure. And one thing I want to ask you is uh, these leaders that you've, that you've worked with, and you've done a really good job of this at your own companies as well, but what tips would you give software leaders and founders on how to scale and, and really how to scale globally?
0: Right. Right. Um so do you mean like scale globally in terms of you know hiring globally or, or like uh, just generally scaling the the company globally like uh, like the, the the to sell globally is, is what I mean
1: yeah sell globally more more than just the hiring but how, 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 how would you do that
0: right um I mean it, it's it's quite easy right if you have a scalable pro um, product and uh, if uh, most of the cases, you know, you don't need a second, third language um, to to, mm-hmm. to sell your product. Uh, you know, English is, is you know, I, I can tell myself, I lived in multiple countries in, in you know, in Serbia in Austria, uh, Russia, Germany. So I've been all over the place and, and, you know, people speak English, right? So you can always, you, know, yeah. you can always sell. What I would say, though, the cultural background is really important, right? Sometimes here in North America, we tend to be a little bit more aggressive, a little bit more to the point, you know, like uh, Mm -hmm. no fancy... Mm um, you know kind of emails it's just like let's get it done uh, whereas in Europe you know the relationship really like um, it, it matters in a different way right like it's all the same we're all human beings in every you know corner in every corner of the globe yeah but underlying way how do you become friends is a little bit different um, and and you know in Europe can people can you know, find that a little bit of a rude approach. And I know it myself because I was going back for a couple of conferences and, and, you know, speaking gigs and whatnot. And I know that a few times, you know, I was a little bit, you know, I've forgotten that I'm in in Europe. uh, And you know I was a little bit too harsh on, on certain, uh, certain, uh, certain aspects. So, so, I mean, understanding the cultural backgrounds is really important. I think Harvard business review has a ton of articles on how to, to, to scale globally uh, in terms of, um, in terms of a culture, um, I think having someone on the ground is always useful because everything is software, everything is remote, and I mean definitely that's your huge advantage. However, finding someone local to navigate a community to be there is is also useful, and you know to give them a portion of a business in a way I think is is also useful. To have someone as a country or a region manager is is you know greatly useful, um, and and you know a lot of people might might be asking themselves you know how how do you How do you start? Well, you know, if, if you're not familiar with, uh, you know, outsourcing projects and which is really rare nowadays, everyone is doing some sort of outsourcing or or working with, with people from around the globe, uh, you know, start with small projects, start with the Upwork or whatever online platforms, marketplaces there are to, to post jobs and to find people to work with. Um, ideally find someone that has roots or, or connections in that country and find recommendations, um, and, 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 you know, then eventually, like, the sales strategy, um, can vary, you know, it can all, all, depending on your product, it can be anywhere from, you know, b to c strategies like Facebook ads and, you know, retargeting and whatnot into, into, um, you know, just doing a proactive outreach. But I, I find it, you know, usually what happens on your website, you know, you track traffic, and you see where your leads are coming in from, you can see what's that second, third, fourth country where people are coming in from, and start mm-hmm. with that, you know, you probably have some u- user base uh, in there. And, you know, it, it might be useful to, to fly there and to find someone that you that you uh, are willing to work with to, to scale the operation, right?
1: Um, Yeah, I think that's great. I think that's, that's some really good stuff for sure. And man, I've, I've really enjoyed hearing all of your, all of your points, your takes. This has been some really great stuff that you have a really sharp mind for for leadership and for sales and growth. And, and this has been a a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, man, like the fun questions, uh, amazing host. Uh, So it was, it was a good conversation, man. It was definitely a good conversation.
1: Thank you. Well, how should people contact you? I want to make sure that I that I spell the the company name correctly for everybody. So it's A U T O K L O S E, correct? Auto close with a K. Yeah. Uh, a but K, how should people exactly. get in touch with you?
0: So yeah, Twitter or LinkedIn both works. Uh, my my first name and last name, Rasek. Uh I Probably you'll have it on the landing page. Uh, is uh, is the easiest way to get in touch. Always on LinkedIn most of the times on Twitter. So uh, be happy to, to um, answer any questions or follow-ups that people might have.
1: Perfect. I need to follow you on Twitter myself. I'll, I'll go ahead and go do that.
0: Likewise. So,
1: <laughs> sounds good. Well, I'll put all that information in the show notes for everybody who's listening. But uh, Ved, thank you very much for coming on. This has been really helpful, really enlightening. And I'm looking forward to uh, seeing how I can personally implement a lot of the things that you discussed.
0: My pleasure, Matt. Uh, happy to have you as, as, as part of our close family.
1: Thank you very much. Well, take care, folks, and we will see you next time. Bye-bye.
0: Thank you for listening to Sastry in the Making. Join us next episode for another look into how today's visionaries are creating the next generation of innovation.